0: Good morning, Linda. Would you like to pray before we start? I do. I need prayer today. Big <laughs> time. Dear God, thank you for this day. Uh, you make everything brand new in the morning. Thank you for that. Joy does come in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we pray that whatever we talk about today edifies those who listen and that we can be of service to hearts that are inclined toward following Jesus Christ and having him as their King of Kings and their Lord of Lords. Yes, Lord, we just, we just
1: allow you to use us today to speak whatever truth you want to have revealed, um, even if it makes us vulnerable, even if we need to confess some of our own shortcomings, some of our own sins, if it's edifying for others, We will gladly do it. So we just pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I was scared that you prayed that. I know, (laughs) it's frightening. I was like, oh man. Maybe we we don't include that part. (laughs) No, we're gonna go in. We're gonna go in. Yeah, okay, sounds good. All right, so it's my turn to ask you, Mm -hmm. Linda, what's on your mind?
0: Well, let's talk about sex, baby.
1: Was I'm that a shock? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, it's you know we don't rehearse this beforehand, by the way. Can <laughs> you <Yeah>. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a prevalent thought because it's been pushed at us okay. so much, and we are we are beings that want to connect. Mm-hmm. And since I since I'm divorced, and never thought I would be divorced. Uh, sex is just a natural part of marriage, mm-hmm. it should be, mm-hmm. and when you don't have it, and you don't have a mate, right. Right? and you're in a world that believes that having intercourse without marriage is acceptable, yeah. there's this natural push to do things that as a Christian, as a Christian woman, I must not do. Okay. And so shortly after um, my <clears throat> separation, I didn't want to have anything to do with, I love males, I think they're magnificently made, I really do. Um, but shortly after my, my, the, des- the, the dissolving of my marriage, <clears throat> I wasn't interested in anyone. I did some really heavy duty grieving. And then when I decided I was ready, I thought, well when I date, I date to marry. I don't date, right I'm just to do fun. fun. Um, but the urge to be with a partner was really strong. And so I dated for a short amount of time. Um, and some of the things I did, which did not include intercourse, uh, was still, you know, a little bit crossing the line. Like you enjoyed it in the moment, but then afterwards kind of felt off about it? Well, I felt like I had to get married because yeah. I wanted, I, what I realized over time is I wanted the intimacy. right? And that includes intercourse, but it must come after marriage. And at 54, that is a very strange thing for people to hear me say. Mm-hmm. That it's that is not okay to have intercourse with someone uh, if you're not married. Number one and number two. I cannot date anyone who isn't in Christ. Mm -hmm. I simply can't. So two things that are
1: completely anti-world. So world culture world would say that's laughable. To both of
0: those things, right? You're ridiculous. You You're had sex. You had a child. What's the big deal? You're both consenting adults. Uh, You know, if they say they're a Christian, that's good enough, isn't it? Mm. And it really isn't because there's a lot of cultural Christians and. They don't live biblical lives, and in this past year plus, uh, I've only been divorced, it'll be two years, July 4th, in this past year, God has asked me, am I enough, am I enough? And just the other day, I admitted because we're the we're which is interesting. Yes, because the world. I'm gonna come right back to your
1: point. Yes. The world always makes you focus on self. Mm-hmm. So we're always asking ourselves, "Am I enough? Mm-hmm. Am I a good enough mother, mother yeah. friend?" We talked about that last episode. What's interesting is the kingdom culture is saying, "Lord, like you are enough." and him asking you, am I enough for you to fulfill yeah. you? I like
0: that, because yeah. we're always focused on self in the world, yes. so that's cool. And I never, I think the Bible's really coming alive for us. We're living the Bible. Mm-hmm. And part of that is when you read it, do you live it? Do you decide that this is going to be my life too? Uh, the call to being holy, is uh, quite the challenge. Which I love a definition. I I don't know if we listened to the same sermon for that, but there was a definition
1: I heard. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give the right reference, so I'm not gonna bother, but it was, we know holy is to be set apart for, but Mm -hmm. also it was like the definition that was given was, we're just trying to be obedient to the Lord. Yes, I love that. So there's no, some people equate holiness with sinlessness, and we can't be sinless while we're in these bodies. So as long as we're on earth, we're always gonna sin. No matter if you're Christian, not Christian, whatever. But the difference between someone trying to be holy or someone who is holy is they're actually submitting and obeying. Trying obey. to follow, even if they're not doing it well, they're <laughs>
0: trying to follow and submit. Right? Christ. Yeah. And that's that's such a process because and I think being separate, being with God a lot more has helped me. Realize that I don't want to comply with what the world dictates or suggests that I should do. Um, I want to live a biblical life and uh, it's it's a challenge but I'm enjoying it at Mm -hmm. the same time. the Bible talks about Jesus being the bridegroom and I always found that kind of odd Mm -hmm. Uh, but I admitted to him the other day I'm completely head over heels in love with him Mm. and I really want a man who is like Jesus and anybody listening will think well that's a tall order Linda (laughs) yes it actually is but it's a tall order for us as women to be uh, not like the world either Mm -hmm. and if I can do it and you as a mom and wife can do it mm-hmm. or you're in that
1: contract of attempting to do it so whether i'm doing it or not successfully my contract is my bear sheet which is the hebrew word for contract to jesus is i'm going to try to my best to follow you and i'm going to stumble and i'm going to fail and i'm going to get back up and i'm going to stumble <laughs> right it's just that constant Attempts,
0: especially when you're in a relationship, right? yeah. I think navigating a, yeah. a whole other person, their moods, their yes. their way of life, their their habits, their behaviors. You know, you have to navigate that. With Absolutely, them. and as we
1: talked about in the last episode, COVID has addressed all that. So mm-hmm. you're spending much more time with your loved ones in under the roof, and so you're seeing those habits. You're
0: seeing those things that are you more, mm-hmm. and so how to navigate all of that in yeah. love. Yeah, in love. Right, in love. It's funny because uh, I loved, I actually loved being married. And I, my former husband might not have thought so, but I actually do love love marriage. I think it's a beautiful gift, yeah. especially to people that are in Christ. I mean, I'm anticipating that and hoping for it one day. But, uh, you know, I didn't like not wearing a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. I liked being committed to someone and belonging to someone. Mm -hmm. And so I wear a ring. This is not an advertisement for for me to be unsingle. I'm not looking for somebody to apply for the job. (laughs) No (laughs) applications, please. (laughs) Um, But, you know, faith, hope, love is my new commitment. This is, you know, until, yeah, until, and this is is my commitment to God. Mm -hmm. And until a man replaces this, somebody God selected, Mm -hmm. I won't take it off nice because and i love that sometimes it's just turned to love um or fate turns around yeah yeah and so it re, you know when i glance at it or reminds me okay what does love look like how do i want to show up lovingly um uh, so that's, loving? that's a good
1: question because a lot of people throw around this
0: term really loosely uh
1: like well, maybe not sort of loosely, loosely, but in the Bible it says, God is love. Mm. So we throw around the term love a lot, but there's a difference in different types of love. So there's a love called agape love, which is the kind of love that Jesus had for us when he came down and you know, sacrificed his life for us, that kind of agape love. I think we say, I love you very loosely, but with like, that kind of agape love, will I die for you? Right.
0: Will I, well, if a bullet was coming. See, my hands like went through. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, stop there. Right. Stop there. Will right. I actually die for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big ass. It's
1: a big ass mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of agape love is something I feel like we're constantly searching for, seeking, and uh,
0: and growing into maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, how do you love like Jesus? Yeah, yeah, not easy, <laughs> not easy, not easy, but a desire in our hearts. Yeah. And so, like you said earlier, there's a progression. There's a yeah. gradual working towards yep. completion of that contract. And totally. It might take till the day we die. Absolutely. Um, so this morning <laughs> I was having I do a Bible study with a Jewish friend and. We were talking about the difference
1: between a physical circumcision which is what um jewish boys undergo on the eighth day as part of the you know original covenant with yahweh and then how jesus comes around and says well i want a circumcision of your heart and i was telling him how much more difficult it is to have your heart circumcised i love that and to have even if it's painful for the little baby I mean, I've asked my husband, he was also circumcised, and I asked this friend, do you actually remember that trauma? Well, no, they don't remember that. But a circumcision of the heart is this constant sacrifice, this constant laying it down for, like, the Lord to change you and rearrange you and break you and make you over and over again. Break you and make you. Break you and I make you. I love that,
0: and that process can be quite excruciating. Yes. yes. Espe- especially. Especially? I like especially. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's exceptional with especially. Nice. Especially. That's good. Sorry, okay. right. I didn't see the hand. <laughs> especially when sin has ruled and reigned yeah. for a significant amount of time. Yeah. In your heart or in your mind. Explo- and continues to push in on you from the external the world, right? Yeah. And, and we are beings, we desire pleasure. We desire our own comfort our own convenience. Yeah. I don't want to be a convenient Christian. I yeah. don't want Christianity to be convenient to me. There has to be some kind of courage involved, some kind of sacrifice, mm-hmm. some kind of trading one thing. Not such a great thing. Seems like a great thing at the time. You're trading something for something better. There's mm-hmm. a trading up. Right. Uh, not that you know, it's a marketplace thing being a Christian, but the Bible calls us to this amazing uh, Willingness to trust in Him for our everything, which is so hard. <laughs> it like, is. Like, you know, it,
1: it sounds so beautiful in theory, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to completely depend on Him. And He says, like little children, you should have faith like little children because you're little children and you're, and if you're a parent, they never wonder, will I be able to get fed today? And I know in some, you know, in some countries or some situations, even here where we are, there is poverty like we don't understand. And so maybe those children have woken up that day and wondered, am I going to eat today? But in my little pop, my bubble world, my child never will wonder. Am I going to eat today? Will my mom take care of me? There's this,
0: this complete dependency and this trust that mom's got this. Absolutely. My dad's got this. Absolutely. And so for the basics, when you're fed and you're, you're watered and you've got shelter and you've got a great bed to sleep in or you've got this awesome set, we're calling this a set. Yeah. Because there's lights and there's a camera and there's action. Yeah. <laughs> action. We're the action. <laughs> uh, do you depend on him? Do you trust him for the very big things? Yes. And for me, the big things are relationship. Yeah. For Who sure. can I count on to be a godly partner with me? Not just a male-female partner, but this, mm-hmm. this wonderful exchange mm-hmm. of being completely myself without fear yeah. of you castigating me, judging me, casting me aside, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you love me even when I'm a little bit of a jerk. Yeah. or a little hot-headed, yeah. <laughs> or a little too much, yeah. or not enough, mm-hmm. because God is my enough. Right, right.
1: And we'll never be able to feel like we're enough, and that's the point. Like, so when we're not going to connect to the, to the source, which is God, we're always going to be not enough. And yeah, that's true.
0: I'm doing a study with a friend of mine, and we're studying holiness. Mm. And uh, we can be holy as saints of God. And that's what we're striving for, so that would be the upper echelon of, of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I want to be holy, and am I there yet? <gasps> uh, and that's <laughs> a, that's uh, um, so the apostle, big sigh. Paul, big yeah, sigh. big side. The
1: apostle Paul, like, just queened it so beautifully. He's just like, I do what I shouldn't, and I don't do what I should, and this is the constant battle. So, once you've accepted Christ, and You have the Holy Spirit indwelling inside that convicts you, but also guides you and teaches you. And you have this absolute knowing of what's right and what's wrong. That just becomes so apparent that there's so many times, it's not a guilt thing. It's not like a Catholic guilt thing of like, I'm such a bad person. It's not like that, but it's more of a, I just know so clearly what I should be doing. And I know so clearly what I shouldn't be doing. And the amount of times I want to do what I shouldn't be doing, even from last week when we addressed, being on my phone too much, reading too much news. Yeah, um, I'm educating myself, but there's this slant of towards going into
0: this like doomsday kind of mindset. Yeah, it's a slippery slope slide yeah. for sure. I had um I had an epiphany yesterday where I am so anti mask. I mean, I'm pro face. I'm <laughs> <You're> pro face. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing that from somewhere. I did not make that up. But I really love faces. I love. So yeah, I love your face. I love looking into your blue eyes. I love seeing your lips curling up mm-hmm. as you gaze at me. It's beautiful. So that's what I'm missing when I go out in public. Yeah. What was my point? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I have lovely friends, faithful friends that will wear masks in public because they're non confrontational. And one. Do, they don't, yeah. <laughs> and and so, I, I
1: also, there's a piece also, so, though, you know, that. It's not just non-confrontational, it's, I don't like, and that's the people pleaser in me, which is I don't wanna make other people feel uncomfortable. So they're scared and I'm doing what I can do to make sure they don't feel as scared. If I, if they weren't scared, I wouldn't wear it. So it's like this kind of, and that's that difference that comes on the playground in London anyways, I don't know about other places where if my child is just playing freely and another child comes, they tend to take off their mask and play freely. But like right. if my child's on the playground and wearing a mask and the other child comes and isn't wearing one, the mom will rush to go get one and put it on. So this wow. is kind of con- it's a contagious kind of thing where you either you feel free or you don't feel free. So if mine's twofold, it's yes, I don't want confrontation because you put up with a lot of that, right? Like every day you have to uh, yeah. put on your armor to go into nice a store because yeah. people literally follow her around and harass her. I think they think they're doing the right thing, but... Um, I don't understand that mindset where you chase someone around the store and yell at them but anyways um but yeah there's twofold it's like confrontation and also respecting where someone's at and saying well i don't
0: want to offend you or i don't want to scare you yeah and so we all have our own approach yeah and and what my my epiphany was the other day was you go to Costco and you have to wear a mask in Costco yeah. and I was willing to put it in order with you so that you could go to Costco for me, mm. which is a slippery slope. Right. If I don't believe in masks. Right. but I want stuff from Costco. Does that mean that I use my good friend mm. to get what I need, even though it's contrary to my belief system? Uh, So I had to reconcile myself with that. I I don't want anything from Costco. I have nothing against Costco or Costco staff. I think everybody needs a job. Everybody needs to work and I feel badly for people who are compelled to wear a mask so that they can make money. This is a slippery slope that we're all on that. um, So anyways, forgive me for that. Mm. Uh, That was something that I got convicted on Mm. that I cannot play both sides. Right. I accuse other people of it, right. but then I got caught out right. and had to recognize, okay, where's my accountability? Mm. Am I responsible for for my public opinion and for my private actions? And that's that's the thing, the original topic was, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> I, I cannot do things in private That God doesn't see. Right, (laughs) He sees everything, everything. even your thoughts, (laughs) even your thoughts, or your intentions, your motives, or you're flirting, or you're trying to entice someone, Uh, and it might be subtle, but it's still crossing a line and so yeah I guess I'm I've got a little thought please happening in my life yeah so that ties in again to that circumcision of the heart so
1: mm-hmm. the the old covenant was physical things so you know we know the Ten Commandments you don't murder you don't steal you don't commit adultery with your neighbor's wife blah blah but Jesus made it like he just <laughs> added a whole new layer it's like don't even think a lustful thought about your neighbor's wife um or your husband your neighbor's husband yeah. Yeah, yeah, not guilty. Yeah, I'm not guilty of that. And and for murder, we're like, oh, I would. Or know. am I? Am I guilty? <laughs> uh, for murder, it was like, don't murder. Yeah, we say, well, it's never murder. But Jesus tells us that when we harbor resentment, judgment, oh. bitterness in our hearts, it's like we're murdering someone spiritually. Well, how many times? Come on, if you go on social media, I'm sure you have had a moment where you say cancel them and you unfollow in a haste that feels. Uh, You're angry. You're angry at something that they read. Facebook is becoming hate book and it's this huge divide happening. Um, I've noticed myself even judging. Uh, There was a time there for four years I came off of Facebook because the Holy Spirit convicted me that I was judging people. And when I was reading their posts, I was just kind of smirking to myself, being like, Oh, they think they're so spiritual oh. or oh they're like so vain. Look at them posting selfies all the time. I was judging them. Do you have to keep convicting me? I know. This, stuff? I know. Come on. Now. But that was my my <laughs> testimony of conviction. So I came off for four years, but it's a slippery slope, like you said, so I crept back on. Yeah. And here I am on there wanting to use that platform as a way to um, cry out in the dark to people whose heart may be stirred for christ so i post content that hopefully will make people think and and feel and maybe want to explore a bit more about jesus yeah but and you're really good at that oh only actually only since covid so before covid i was hiding oh oh oh, i was hiding so i put i print i put out a book and i hid it and i sat on it Oh. Because I was like well if people read this they're gonna know that I love Jesus and they're gonna hate me oh because gosh. it's scriptural It says Jesus said to his followers if they hate me, they're gonna hate you. We know that
0: that's the place. And as a pleaser and somebody I'm like I'm a people pleaser So I sat on my book. I didn't really want to like that's tell so it to the world What's the of you to have done? Well when Covid hit it's
1: like You came out of
0: your Christian closet
1: I was so. hiding. I was ashamed and uh, the scriptures also say that if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. That's God talking mm-hmm. now. So all the Christians out there that are hiding and trying to post just puppy pictures, um, not, <laughs> not that I'm saying you have to I use do it do. as a platform, yeah. but you should.
0: You no, should be no using, more puppy pictures. You no, know, no, put your puppy pictures.
1: I love puppies, and I'm going through puppy fever right now. So oh,
0: that's why you mentioned
1: puppies. I want puppy pictures. Oh, Bring the puppy pictures, but at the same time, people should be able to look through your profile and know exactly who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. And I was somebody before as a people pleaser that didn't want to put that on there. So I kind of would skirt around the issue. But COVID what? somehow just changed me.
0: And I was like, enough is enough. I'm mm-hmm. going to... But do you remember a specific moment where you're like okay when you said enough is enough enough what um enough skirting around the issue enough people pleasing enough
1: caring okay so this was the scripture that got me the most um caring more about the opinion of men than i care about god's opinion that changed me like i've heard that scripture for many years but it hit home during the very beginning of covid last year and if you look through my facebook profile you'll actually see when COVID hit, I start posting about wow. Jesus.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I know that I get really excited because... I know, that's why you go like this. <laughs> like, ah, Jesus! It's really hard for either... <laughs> and it's also very hard for either of us to sit still for very long. <laughs> yeah. That's just not natural I'm better at it than you are. Right. Thanks. That's true. <laughs> hard to contain. <laughs> I mean, no, I like, want to... Like, okay. um, so, you know because I love the scripture that I found the other day, which is, as long as the sun rises and sets, as long as there's light and darkness, uh, and well-being and calamity, it all comes from me. Mm -hmm. Everything comes from God. And so we can look at the situation that we're in as wicked men and women, yes, yes. There There are some people that are accountable for what There's blood on a lot of hands. Yes. We acknowledge that. Mm Because wicked evil does exist. Yes, it does. And to deny it is uh, putting your head in the sand or um, just wishing that things were different, but it's not going to go away like that. It's actually denying truth. Denying truth. Yes. If you
1: you say there's no such thing as evil or you just have to wake up and realize that everyone's beautiful on the inside, like, guys, there's people who are actually like, cold blood murdering people yeah. that's not that is evil that and is evil. they
0: might put on a pretty face because satan uh satan presented himself as an angel of light yes he yes. masqueraded as an angel of light and we're capable of that i can smile at you and have hate pouring out of my eyes directed at you daggers shot at you yes head. That's why Joyce
1: Meyer said if we walked around with billboards at like saying exactly what we thought all the time, we'd have no friends. Oh dang, no, no friends.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to reach your invisible. My bubble is, is awesome.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful and holy, but like other people's
0: are awful. Okay, right.
1: Everybody. Mine is Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really think that. I think that, yeah, we put on a good face, and that's Facebook too. It's this pretentious thing where we put on the persona
0: yeah, that I we t- want
1: the world to think of us. I
0: tend to, th- I tend to do the opposite. You do <laughs> the opposite.
1: <laughs> you do the opposite. <laughs> she like, has people, like, hating on her, and she don't <laughs> care. You know? I don't
0: care because I remember when I was four, just... I, at the age of four, I started asking God just the truth. God, please, God, wow. just the truth. Wow. And I'm not saying I've never lied because everybody's a liar. I read, yeah. and on average, we lie ten times a day. Well, you know what's interesting? So I'm talking
1: a, uh, with that about. Soleil. it was late. My daughter is five, turning six soon, and she's lying to me, to my face. So we're going through this huge process of like talking about how awful it is to lie and how important the truth is, and um, you know, the Satan is the father of lies. So when we tend to go that way and say, "Well, it's just a little white lie," she's just a little girl. It doesn't matter. Oh, yes, she... It's this. It's this thing where you just kind of fly down this mountain, and yeah, it's just so. I, I notice though that I'm reprimanding her, and yet I'll tell a story and exaggerate. Or I'll say something yeah. that makes me in a better light. Like I'll say a story in a way that makes me look more like a hero, or more righteous, or more whatever, through yes. exaggeration. That's a lie. Yes. So I'm reprimanding her, but I'm noticing, I, it, like the very next breath, I do something like that. I love that. that. And what? I, I had to tell her, I had to tell her that mommy exaggerates,
0: and and when I exaggerate, I'm lying. So that's the beauty of that's the beauty of honesty. Yeah. We always have the opportunity to. It's never too late to yeah. say. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was inappropriate. I treated you badly. You deserve better than that. You deserve the truth. Mm -hmm. You do the truth in love. doesn't always seem like it when it comes at us. But I love that you, as a mom, you recognize your own hyperbole or exaggeration. And she's watching all the time. I noticed with Soleil, because she was here on the weekend, and I said, where is Caesar's yellow cup? Yes, yes. And she looked at me like, Do I I tell the truth? truth. Right. And part of the reason she's hesitant, we have this great relationship, Soleil and I, but part of the reason she was hesitant was consequences. Yes. She wasn't She's sure. She's calculating her, the punishment in her head. Or whether or not <laughs> I would be harsh with her. Right. And it would break this relationship uh, that we have. Like, yeah. We are like that with God, too. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. That's why that like we like, hide
1: our sin from God. Yeah, we we don't want to break that relationship. Yeah. I like that. Even though he can see us, no matter what, yeah. he's always seeing us. We're not us. hiding anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so what was the end result of, with Soleil? Like, how did it
0: Well, I said to her... um I asked her where the cup was and I think you helped figure out where the cup was. No, she I just said I think I said to her, it's all a blur, but I think
1: I said to her, You need to tell the truth. Okay, that was it. That was it. Yeah.
0: And then she told me the most delight delightful story. She had taken his cup and left my Caesar's daughter, her dog. Yeah I don't know He said that. Yeah. He's a, he's a little bit famous on Facebook actually. Oh, okay. Like, people really. So love he season. doesn't need an intro. Yeah, maybe, maybe. If you haven't seen him on Facebook, you might want to look him up. Okay. But um, yeah, she left uh, a food trail, a kibble trail for him, to and he loved it. Yeah. Of course, Durr. Yes, yeah. he loves rub. Yeah. But it was sweet because I did say to her, "Honey, you can always tell me. You don't have to worry right. about me being mad at you." And I think that's got what God says to us, honey. Mm-hmm. You can tell me. Mm-hmm. I won't be mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so repentance is this beautiful gift that we get. Yes. to. Uh, we get to go to our father, our Abba Father. He loves us. Mm-hmm. And we get to say, Daddy, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay, I don't like what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have to pay some consequences. Yeah, uh, But it's not his heavy hand. There might be natural consequences, but he'll say, I love you. Mm. I love you. And I think if we did that more with one another, yes, there'd be a lot more healing. Yes, and through this time, there's just so much. I feel like there's a
1: lot of unforgiveness flying through the air mm-hmm. lately. It feels like we're going through a time period where there's a lot more hate, a lot more division, a lot more unforgiveness, a lot more taking God out of the equation, so there can't even be true forgiveness. It's at this. Well, side and it's state. A, it's
0: such a um, it's such a hard thing because there is accountability. And some people are to blame for what's happening. They they truly are. And so there's some finger pointing. And I did it recently in a blog that I wrote that where like there are some people that are at fault for what's happening because they schemed and they planned. Yeah, it's very satanic what's happened. Mm-hmm. And so when I point the finger, um, you know, I'm pointing out, and I do it to myself too. I'm accountable. Right. I'm accountable for the things I say and do. Yes. I better mean it when I say and, it. As you think. the things you're accountable for all things and then sometimes i'm plain old wrong i don't know how that happens
1: but But the importance is to come out and say i was wrong
0: yeah
1: right like even
0: hide it (laughs) it, pretend it wasn't there i didn't do it right there is an opportunity to always come clean yeah Mm -hmm. which i love because um when all the
1: hullabaloo happened with with trump Craziness, and so many prophets were like Trump's getting in, yeah. Trump's getting in again, and it was a mockery to the world. Let's be honest; it was a complete mockery to the world. The whole Christian faith looked stupid in the world's eyes, and I think I think it looked stupid with the whole angels coming dispatching from Africa with Paulo um And the prophets were wrong, and I think a few the so-called prophets, the so-called prophets yeah. were wrong, and the few, and, the, and I, I know of one specifically. That came out and apologized and said I was wrong and I'm not going to prophesy anymore because I was wrong. And then he got beat up on by mm-hmm. all the other kind of prophets because they're they're holding their ground, they're defending, yeah, I mean, and they, they want to keep doing what they're doing. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that that whole pivot position Mm -hmm. like I just loved how he came out and said I was Mm -hmm. wrong and how and how much risk that would have taken him to do Mm -hmm. and how much risk that is for us yes when we come out when we say we're wrong it's not something you hear happening often Mm -hmm. in the world like I don't when I look around at friends and family
0: I'm not seeing a lot of that yeah and I would love to see more of that me too me too and I guess we've done a little bit of that today Uh, and hopefully every day when you go before God you confess your sins with the desire for him to maybe sometimes point them out and that's a hard part Mm. i think that's part of the reason why people don't want to believe
1: there is a god they don't want to be accountable they don't want to have that sort of relationship to us it seems beautiful oh we get to have a relationship with god other people they're like no thank you i don't want some judge telling me what to do i want to be my own boss yeah so this accountability is what kind of keeps people blocked from being like i can't even believe that there's a god right it's a tough spot to be. It is a tough spot to be. You just have to pray for them because, uh, like we said last week in the other episode, which if you haven't seen, you should go see because it was fun. I think we're going to touch on like as, I'm hoping it will be cohesive in some way or another if we touch back and reflect on it. But yeah, that that accountability piece is so important because our desire is to be autonomous.
0: Like the, mm-hmm. the natural
1: instinct in us is it's, to be autonomous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to courage. be dependent on someone, even a husband or a wife, even um, a friend, that trust
0: has to be there, and it's scary. I love, I love that you're touching on trust because without it, you don't have relationships. No, you don't. One of the things that I really uh, was challenged by and with this past year plus, we're going into year two here is what hurt me the most is the people that were afraid and called themselves my friends uh, they were they they are now the last people people i can go to Mm -hmm. if i am in need they're more protective of themselves and fearful of um, ruining their own lives by being exposed or having somebody Mm -hmm. like me who's very very adamant Mm -hmm. about this being a hoax. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. And so where did relationship go? Trust got eroded mm-hmm. rapidly this mm-hmm. past year. And so I'm looking for my others. I'm looking for people who I can trust, and, and this, relationship what's with. interesting
1: too, though, is, and I love this about relationships. So you and I might not have the exact same stance. Like I believe there really is an actual virus. I do believe they exaggerated it beyond. I think reason. it's the flu, but okay. Well, we have some, <laughs> we have slightly different opinions there, but we can reason, we can talk it out, and I can, um, I can remain in relationship with you if we're not exactly on the same page with that. But, but there's some people who literally will be like. I don't want anything to do with you, right? Because you're off your rocker, Linda.
0: <laughs> well, the difference between having this conversation yeah. over the phone or Zoom, right? And you and I being able to touch, yeah. If you were sick, I would hope you wouldn't come here, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm not feeling well. And though. if I was sick, I'd be like, don't come. Right. Okay. Right. And but also because we have Christ, we're willing to lay down our lives. So if you're really sick. Like, if you're literally going to die, and I know that if I give you CPR, I can help you, but if I touch you, I might die. If I really have Christ in me, I'll give you some. Okay, that's a
0: stand-up I'll lay, I'll lay. Praise God. I yes, hope because to God Jesus I would lay went, down my life for that. Yes, Jesus went to the sick. He healed he the lepers, lepers. He touched them. Nobody touched
1: lepers. Praise God. So thank I'm returning that, to the I gospel. would hope that the Holy Spirit inside of me would raise up a standard and say, get over your flesh, get over your fear, and get your butt over to Linda's and give her CPR. Because yeah. you might help her live. And then through the Holy Spirit, he'll protect you and you won't die by touching her.
0: That's right. Okay. And um, yes, thank you. Thank you for that. And and you just purified the moment. Mm. Cool. Thank you for that. Is that an ending note? I, I it is. Like except for an an
1: a note. One, <laughs> <and like> one, <laughs> one last friend. thing. Okay.
0: If you haven't watched The Chosen. Oh, yes. Good ending note. Yeah. yeah. Season one uh, is on YouTube. And, and on the app. He
1: wants us to get the, the director of the producer and director wants to want uh, yeah. take the app. Yes. So it literally go into the
0: app store write the chosen and we'll come up. Yes. It is purely delightful. Yeah. I mean the Give a little synopsis. What is it? What's the chosen? It is the Bible enlivened. It is yeah. the Bible alive. It is the Bible in uh lived out. I mean, I can't say say it any other way except for it's alive Uh, and the word of God is alive Mm. when we read it I can picture people walking around and talking somebody suggested that to me years ago that or I think I read it in a book that uh, they asked God can you make the Bible come alive for me so sights and sounds and colors and characters and personalities all of that so when I read the Bible I do I do have this sense of of these characters living their lives. And sometimes I put myself in the story or I can relate, mm. which is beautiful. But this, the chosen, they do it for you. <laughs> it for yeah. you. And you see Jesus and people, it's not just Jesus talking from the word of God, which is a beautiful thing. It's Jesus interacting. Yeah. And it's Jesus having relationship. And it's, they've, it's just so woven, um, into the fabric of our very being. Totally, I think mean, they did a great job at showing the juxtaposition of man-God.
1: So it's like you see Jesus as like someone relating to people and yeah. like a man, but you know he's got that deity, like that godness too. Yeah, And they do a great job of balancing in the same scene. Um, so some of you are gonna hear this and say, oh, it has to do with the Bible, I'm not interested. Just try the first episode, honestly. Just try it out because you'll be like, okay, wow, I'm not into the Bible, but this is pretty good great acting a great set design. They did their homework to know um, what the historical context, the archeological context, everything. It's yes. amazing. Yeah. It's, really, it's, well it's done. really amazing. It gave me hope too, because mm-hmm. like we said, the world can feel kind of dark sometimes. Yes. And it's this like beacon of light. that's kind of making me excited. Like I was so excited to watch season two episode one mm-hmm. um, on Easter Sunday. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, so, yeah, I do hope people check it out. Yeah, it's Holy Spirit filled Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Jessica Michelle Blake.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Linda Grace Byers. (laughs) Intro at the end, as always. Okay, so I do coaching. You can look me up at lindagracebyers.com, and our video from episode one is on there now. Oh, great! Yeah, awesome. Hmm, Awesome. If you guys want to
1: check out, I put the YouTube video up on my site as well. It's www.seekerministries.com. I noticed in my last video I said my website really fast. I was like, Seeker Ministries. Don't know if anyone caught that, but we'll luckily I'll put
0: it under the <laughs> Beautiful. Mine's my name. Linda Grace Byers.com. Perfect. All right. We did enough promoting. We're good. Have Bye. a great week. See you tomorrow. See you next week. <laughs>